Talking About a Revolution. Released as part of the 40th edition of the Griffith Review in April 2013, this was my first formally published piece of work. I wrote it at, the, urging of the incredible Julianne Schultz, editor of the Review at the time, whom I served with on the Queensland Design Council. She saw in my 21-year-old self a storyteller, the potential of a writer, possibilities of a future inconceivable to me at the time. This essay came together in the mornings after 12-plus-hour night shifts, lying cross-legged on the rough, pale blue sheets of my single bed in an ice-cold donga, somewhere in outback Australia. Show, don't tell, Julianne said to me at the time and, through draft after draft, I worked to try, to, show the world what it was to be a young, Sudanese engineer on rigs around Australia. Who knew it would be the beginning of an entirely new career? You're working on the rigs, one of the drillers from my camp asked, his voice heavy, with surprise. We assumed you were just with the camp. Respect, hey, that's awesome, we love having chicks actually on the rigs. Photo courtesy of Leanne Dixon. Another chimed in. Yeah, that's great. What do you do? I'm a service hand, a measurement, while drilling, specialist. You really think we're really welcome here? I asked. Yeah. We need more of it. Later that day, I had another conversation that challenged this view. Clearly women in the oil and gas industry are not universally welcomed. My rig manager was quite clear about his views, I said nope, no, absolutely not. There was no way I was going to let a female be on my crew. Everyone agreed. Sean, the manager on the other shift, even said to me that if she was hired, he would quit. The rig manager shrugged as he explained the reaction to a lady applying to be a lease hand on the rig, the lowest level job, responsible for cleaning and errands. I just didn't want to deal with the extra hassle that it would bring, he said. I am the only woman on the 25-person rig in central western Queensland. Later that evening, as I begin my regular 12-hour night shift, I touch my iPod screen and select my current favorite anthem. In a flash seal's velvet voice reverberates through the white earbuds. This is a man's, man's world. Accepting that your 21-year-old Muslim daughter is going to work on remote oil and gas rigs is not easy. I am fortunate to have parents who understand, although perhaps not always share, my interest in adventure and not being ordinary. Their view is simple, as long as the rules of Islam are followed and there is a coherent and beneficial reason for me doing the things I choose, they will support me. My parents say they weren't sure what to expect when they immigrated to Australia almost 20 years ago fleeing the oppressive political regime of Omar al-Bashir in Sudan. They may not have had a concrete idea of where it would lead, but I certainly inherited from them a willingness to seize opportunity and embark on adventures. That may explain how they found themselves with a daughter who boxes, designs racing cars and, while visiting family in Sudan, in 2012, got wrapped up in an attempt to overthrow the same oppressive government that forced them to leave. They came to Australia looking for a new beginning, now they are parents of a female, Muslim rig hand. As part of my faith, I wear the hijab, headscarf, and have been doing so since I was 10, as a personal choice. It is truly something that has become a part of my identity, and I like to be flamboyant and creative with colors and styles.
My head covering on the rig is a little less obvious and obtrusive, the turban and bandana combination convenient to combine with the hard hat, and a little cooler. In true Australian fashion, however, religion is one topic that is fastidiously avoided on the rig, and people don't always realize the significance of my head covering. It makes for some interesting conversations. So, when's that tea cozy come off? I turned around to my colleague and chuckled to myself. Nah, it doesn't come off, I was born with it, eh. His jaw dropped slightly, and he looked at me in confusion. Why, Dash? I laughed out loud. Nah, mate. It's a religious thing. We call it a hijab, I guess this is the abbreviated hard hat friendly version. Oh, yeah, righto. He nodded, uncertain, then shrugged and went back to his meal. When I told my family at home, my father couldn't get enough of it. Let's call you tea cozy now.